Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. LOL. Created and written by Damian Taylor. Narration by Caitlin Martin. Despite what Brigitte may think, Lowell hasn't always hated magic. As a matter of fact, there was once a time when he was jealous of witches, wishing he could be like them. Because if he were, then maybe, just maybe, he wouldn't be so alone. But that all changed when Lowell was 15, and he realized that magic wasn't all it was cracked up to be. It's a mild day in January. The skies are clear and blue. School is just ended and Lowell sits on the edge of the fountain in front of the library at the academy, a school where young witches learn to hone their magical skills. Sitting next to Lowell is his best and only friend, Arun. The two teenagers are engrossed in an intense conversation about their favorite video games. Arun is adamant that Assassin's Creed Syndicate is unequivocally the best game ever made. Lowell, on the other hand, excitedly argues the reasons why Earth War 4 is the best game. Focused on their debate, the pair doesn't notice Tug and Chad sneaking up behind them. Arun and Lowell are both social outcasts and a favorite target, especially for bullies like those two. Lowell's lack of magical ability makes him easy prey. Arun's situation is a bit more complicated. Aside from being a transfer student with an English accent and overly formal mannerisms, Arun is a powerful seer, one of the rarest magical beings. Some even say his abilities rival that of Lowell's grandmother, Grandma Matthew. Seers are both feared and sought after among witches, but mostly feared. Although powerful seers usually lack active magical abilities like controlling the elements, they're able to speak with the dead and move between the physical and astral realms. Despite their rare magical gifts, powerful seers often search for ways to gain active powers of their own, a quest that never ends well. The lucky ones die, but the unlucky ones get the power they've always wanted, as long as they're willing to sacrifice their humanity in exchange. The unlucky ones become necromancers. Before seers learn to fully control their powers, they're frequently plagued by unpredictable visions that can foretell someone's tragic fate all from a simple touch. Unfortunately for Arun, he had one of those unpredictable visions about Tug and Chad. A few months prior, during Arun's first week at the academy, Tug and Chad decided to test his prophetic abilities. They cornered him in front of his locker between classes 
and asked if he could divine the answers to next week's math quiz. Being new and eager to make friends, Arun readily agreed. But when Tug and Chad simultaneously gave him a celebratory slap on the back, he saw a vision of them turning to dust in an arcade. He tried to control the vision. He tried not to tell them. But before he could stop himself, he was in a trance, rambling about dust, games, and laser blasters. Tug and Chad didn't take the news well and stuffed Arun into his locker, popping his shoulder out of the socket in the process. Ever since, Arun has been a social pariah to everyone. Everyone except Lowell. Tug. <laughs> hey, Chad. Wanna have some fun? Chad. What you got in mind? Tug. How much stuff do you think we could put into Lowell's fro before he notices? Chad. <laughs> Let's find out. Tug and Chad start casting spells, floating sticks, paper, and whatever else they could find into Lowell's gloriously huge fro. It keeps them entertained for a moment, but when Lowell remains too deeply engrossed in his conversation with the room to notice, they quickly lose interest. Chad, dude, this is boring. Tug, seriously, I mean, how can he be that excited about Earth War 4? Chad, how about we uh, up the ante? Tug, I'm listening. Chad, fire magic. Tug, dude, Fire magic is really hard to control. If we lose focus, it could really hurt them. Chad, you really worried about a couple of dorks? Tug, hell no, but we could burn down the library if we mess this up. My dad would kill me if he had to pay for a new library. Chad, stop being such a chicken shit. We're not gonna burn down the library or hurt anyone. Look at them. If anything goes wrong, they're right by the water fountain. Tug thinks about it for a brief moment and decides, all right, let's do it. They focus on Lowell's fro, chanting quietly while making intricate hand gestures. Meanwhile, Lowell and Arun remain oblivious. Lowell makes a final plea for the virtuous Earth War Four. Lowell, <laughs> no, the advanced AI make it the best game ever. Arun bursts out laughing in response. <laughs> it's no smarter than a PS2. Arun playfully punches Lowell's arm when suddenly he's overwhelmed by a vision of fire. Fire that forms out of thin air before engulfing Lowell's head. Luckily, Arun snaps out of his trance with just enough time to tackle Lowell into the library fountain, right as a huge fireball blazes over their heads, scorching the statue of the Academy's first headmaster, James D. Leibold. Chad and Tug. Shit! Seeing the damage from the spell, Chad and Tug book it as fast as they can before anyone can see them. Shaken and confused, Lowell and Arun tensely wait in silence. They look around for signs of more trouble, but don't see anything, or anyone. They nervously start climbing out of the fountain, but Arun slips and grabs Lowell's arm for balance, getting another unwanted vision of the more distant future. Flashes, glimpses that don't make sense to him. He sees Lowell's body pulsating with a weird magenta glow. Lowell is somehow pulling apart buildings and cars to create robot soldiers similar to the robots from Earth War 4. Lowell's eyes are a glowing, fiery yellow as people around him seem to die from a single glance. Lowell directs the robot army to blast Elder Witches to dust. It's a power unlike any Arun has ever seen or felt before. A power that takes a frightening turn as he sees Lowell turn towards him. He knows Arun is there. Lowell aims a laser blaster in Arun's direction, creating a blinding bright light that forces him to close his eyes. 
When he opens them, he's now at the Hall of Witches in the ceremonial room. Directly in front of him, Arun sees Brigitte tied to a giant stone altar. Other people anxiously scurry around the room, but their backs are turned, concealing their identities. Unexpectedly, Lowell bursts into the room, angry, very angry. Anger that Arun can sense as intense power begins to pulsate around Lowell again. Lowell yells, and at the sound of his voice, all the lights explode. Sparks fly, leaving the ceremonial hall in total darkness. Then he hears a woman scream. A woman's voice. No! What did you do to her? I think she's... Then a man's voice. Broken. What? No. No, 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 no. This is all my fault. Arun whips around in the direction of the commotion. Someone chants a spell for light in the dark, but before he can get a clear view of what's happening, he hears the woman whimper. She's gone. And suddenly, he's back in the fountain with Lowell. Lowell. Hey, Arun, are you okay? He jumps at the sound of Lowell's voice and slips back into the fountain. Suddenly gripped by fear, he instinctively scrambles backwards, away from Lowell. Lowell, what's wrong? Why are you looking at me like that? Arun, I, I, I can't be your friend anymore. The magic around you is dangerous. Everyone around you, they, they all get hurt. Lowell, what are you talking about? You know I don't have any magical abilities. Lowell extends his hand to help his friend out of the fountain, but Arun recoils. Arun, you're a magnet for violence. Those of us closest to you will pay the price. I'm sorry, Lowell. Arun gets out of the water on the side of the fountain furthest away from Lowell. Please, please just stay away from me. Arun shakily runs across the library lawn into the parking lot, disappearing around a corner. Lowell stands motionless, in shock. He doesn't understand what just happened. Just like that, Lowell has lost his best friend, his only friend. And just like that, Lowell decides to leave the world of magic behind. From now on, he wants nothing to do with magic. It's never brought him anything but trouble. And if Arun is right, that's all it will ever bring. Something broke that day.